0: Welcome to Podme If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And here at the podcast, we love to take requests. So, um, much like a radio station, but with films. So, uh, this week, we have a request. The film comes to us from a friend of ours, Dean Maroney, and he suggested we watch the film Rubber, which is currently available on DVD or iTunes download, um, or anywhere DVDs are sold, I'm sure. And this request was submitted through Twitter, um, but we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter. You can find all the links to make your own requests to Podme if you can at www.podmeifyoucan.com. Um, first of all, I rented this from Blockbuster. Yes, I'm the one who still goes to Blockbuster sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's always empty in there whenever you go. If you can be bothered leaving your house and having the experience. Anyway, um, this was in the comedy section which I found very interesting because this the plot of this film, as we will discuss, is about a tyre, like a kind of tyre that is on a car, and we will be talking about this and spoiling the film. So mm. I should just say before we move on, I just forgot, yeah. all right, that um, spoilers, be aware. If you haven't seen the film, we'll be spoiling the film. Check out the film before listening to the podcast if you can. If you don't care about this movie, keep listening. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. We're going to talk about it. A tyre that is on a car... Well, it's in the middle of the desert at this point. It's a discarded. But it is a car tire. Yeah. It is a car tire. It's discarded. Uh, comes to life, starts rolling on down the the way, and then has like psychic powers, and starts blowing people's heads off.
1: Yeah, sort of like scanners where um they have this psionic energy and they you know almost shake a bit as if internal powers happening, yes. and then whatever they're looking at explodes or focusing on.
0: Yep, exactly, and. Uh, Look, it's not a comedy, really. I think it's misfiled in Blockbuster. (laughs) It's it's a horror movie. Felt like a horror. I thought it was supposed to be in thriller or horror. Sure. But, um,
1: yeah. But it is a funny movie, like, overall. I mean... It's a horror film, but a funny one, Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Do you think it's funny? I think it's funny, yeah. You laughed out loud? I laughed out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't.
0: I thought maybe this was funny in France, which is... (laughs) ...where it was made, uh, or um, by a French director. Maybe this is the kind of comedy which they like.
1: Yeah, it's got that quirky European thing. (laughs) Yes, I thought it was strange.
0: European man. It's very strange, and it's very surreal, because one of the things about this film is that there is an audience of people who are watching the events that are unfolding. They're in the middle of the desert, they've got binoculars, they're watching this tire and from a distance, and kind of watching it and referring to it as a movie... And they're also really hungry. They want more. Um, this audience makes it such a weird film experience. Yeah, there's no
1: backstory with it as well, or reasons why they're there. They're just there, and the you know the world takes off from from that point onwards. And they're hungry. They don't have a place. They have to sleep literally at the in the d- desert. In the desert. Yeah.
0: They're all uh, all kinds of ages and stuff. This audience, I I had to read up on this film a lot because I um. I watched it and said, I don't know what the hell I've just seen, really. I, I need more information on this. Um, the audience apparently represents your average American audience. And then I thought, why would they kill the audience partway through this film? You know, why would they murder the people they want to see this? Sure. Before we move on, I'll just say the budget of this film, half a million dollars, and it made 100000 of its 500000 back. So it's not a, a success but it's a very interesting piece of film Mm. and I think it's the kind of thing that will be looked at in film classes sure but i didn't really enjoy this at all yeah
1: like that, very difficult to get into i, I thought it was a very brave little film like especially the introduction of it where the cop gets out of the boot after he smashes all these chairs mm. and then he says to the audience uh, he goes on about how there's no reasons or, or anything like that there's no reason why I, we can't see the air i have the speech
0: if you like we can yeah break, yeah sure and he quotes a down. lot of
1: um, he quotes a lot of movies as well references a lot of movies yeah so movies.
0: Uh, it shows a man with many pairs of binoculars, which later are given out to the audience. It shows some flimsy chairs, and then a car which drives hitting all of these flimsy chairs that are falling apart one by one. No one would ever sit in these chairs because they're so crummy. Anyway, and then a cop gets out of the boot, and he has an opening monologue, which he would have enjoyed doing. In the Steven Spielberg movie E.T., why is the alien brown? No reason. So first of all, Lloyd, let's talk about that. Well, <laughs> Is yeah. there a reason that Spielberg's I, I, alien was brown? I
1: think so. There's probably a design or an environmental aspect to the world where the alien comes from that have caused it to grow brown. <laughs> like,
0: it's, I mean, it's not a as stupid if, life. <laughs> it's not as if it was pink. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, probably it's camouflage. A lot of animals turn brown, uh, green, you know, And reptiles. it's going for a
1: reptilian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Reptilians. Maybe
0: it's just evolution. We, we could go in for heaps of reasons. I don't understand <laughs> that can, can you imagine E.T. being red, you know? <laughs> Um, so he sort of says this line to stand out, you know, and, like, it catches your attention because you think, Wait,
1: "What? what? He, he's talking to us at this point. He's, he's looking dr- at the camera. Yes. And we haven't he's seen the audience. addressing the actual yeah. audience
0: of yeah. this movie. Um, in Love Story, why do the two characters fall madly in love with each other? No reason. There's a clue in the title. So, you know, it's called Love Story. It'd be a pretty weird movie if two characters didn't fall in love with each other oh boy uh <laughs> you'll like this one lloyd being an oliver stone fan in oliver stone's jfk why is the president suddenly assassinated by some stranger no reason the, the whole point of the film uh. <laughs> this, this this alienates the audience as this this no reason
1: garbage um but it's funny it's funny in france you don't understand it you're australian oh, you're, you're australian, australian. you don't understand <laughs>
0: look it's a true story jfk he was assassinated by some stranger and he had his own reasons in real life to do
1: it the whole film was about that (laughs) yes
0: in the excellent chainsaw massacre by toby hooper why don't we ever see the characters go to the bathroom or wash their hands like people do in real life absolutely no reason well
1: that, that's a good point but the economy of editing maybe we're not getting it. maybe the whole point of that monologue is a joke and i get that it but is a joke isn't it yeah it is a joke but come on man like
0: <laughs> really <laughs> how boring would it be if they included scenes of characters in the bathroom yeah I'm um, <laughs> texas Chainsaw
1: massacre oh no Wow, well, i just gotta go to the bathroom real quick <laughs> I think Seinfeld addressed it. You know you know you remember that scene where we're at the Chinese restaurant? That could be an episode. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have reading in the show? Yeah. People read. <laughs> How long are you
0: gonna be in the bathroom? I don't know. Normal human time. <laughs> More Seinfeld. Um, you know, they referenced the pianist with by Roman Polanski. Look, he the end of it is I could go on for hours with more examples. The list is endless. You probably never gave it a thought, but all great films without exception contained an important element of no reason. And you know why? Because life itself is filled with no reason. I agree with that. Why Um, can't we see the air all around us? No reasons. That's science, (laughs) just so you know. Uh, Why why are we always thinking? No reason. Uh, We've evolved to a place where humans think a lot. (laughs) Why do some people love sausages and other people hate sausages? No reason. Well, it's personal taste. Yeah. You know, some people are vegetarians. (laughs) Some people can't... Some people are allergic to it. I don't know. (laughs) I can't have meat. This stupid no reason speech is supposed to set up the film because it goes for the first X amount of minutes. And, look, it's to make you accept, really, that the tire is alive, isn't it? Yeah. It's, It's to say to you, films can have no reason. This one has no reason. He says this is an homage to no reason, the most powerful element of style. Because it's it's to say you know you're watching this but we can get away with whatever we want because if you say why did the tire kill that person no reason why is the tire alive no reason why is the tire named robert which is on the back of the box did you know the tire's name was Robert yeah (laughs) when i read that i didn't
1: say that on the itunes download that i had
0: yeah it says robert the tire (laughs) look i i read that and i thought i hope it's not a voiceover that this is not like, oh no, what am I doing here? Yeah. Where's my car? And, and the like, voice is by Bill Murray.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> like Garfield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's my paycheck? Are you <laughs> going to use that? <laughs> I hate you, Odie. <laughs> uh,
0: what's Breckin Meyer doing in that movie? Is it Breck and Meyer? I uh, can't remember. Anyway. I just
1: watch it for Jennifer.
0: Look, what I thought when I saw this, um, really, was I thought about the book robert rodriguez wrote rebel without a crew and how in that book and in his many um film school things that he has on his dvds how he talks about you've got to get all the elements the things that you have at home if you have a limo if you have access to a bedroom if you have to seven telephones and an axe you write all those things into the script you know that is your props that's
1: economy yeah
0: exactly it's economic and i thought this person who made this film probably had a tire and had access to like a sheriff's costume and cars and stuff, you know, and binoculars. Like I just thought this was what they were doing. This is the list of things that he was able to use in his film. Like uh how an El Mariachi he had a guitar case and that was a big part of why he wrote El Mariachi the way he did. You know? Um it's no good writing a bank explosion into your script if you don't have explosives, a bank and access to that kind of stuff. So that's what I was thinking when I was beginning to watch this was that that's why i'm watching this film it has very little in it because of rebel without a crew sure yeah
1: yeah and it's an example of economic filmmaking well what you can do with a little budget and, and how and hard so is forth. it to find a tire yeah exactly you know? yeah
0: and as well when they do a lot of those shots they've literally just rolled a tire and they're videoing you yeah know? they're rolling um rolling film and a tire at the yeah, same time there's
1: probably some level of animation to it but if they if there was i didn't notice it i thought they did it really Look, well. a
0: lot of shots they could have had the hand out of frame and rotated the tire or wobbled the tire i mean a lot of it was you could see yeah that it would be very easy to do some of it a little bit better um at the beginning when the tires come into life it's all like drunk kind of f- falling over a lot and stuff you know
1: like as if it's been given birth or something like that and it's yeah like, yeah which was weird I thought the taste um was really daring like I thought w- when the movie opened I thought wow this is really interesting um when the binoculars were handed over to the audience and they were watching a movie from a far distance yeah um which has no reason yeah so they the 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 audience is literally in the desert with these binoculars and they're watching all the events unfold from a very far far away and apparently they can hear it I guess um what what they're saying so it's it's weird isn't it it's very (laughs) surreal but the taste sort of went out the window for me or went to an extreme level when he started blowing up the rabbit and the bird whenever you kill animals mercilessly in films you're really asking the audience for a lot like it's It's like
0: when babies die on
1: film exactly people don't want to see it people don't want to see that and unless it's for a dramatic purpose like the the horrific ending of Apocalypse Now where you get the massacre of Colonel Kurtz and of course the killing of the buffalo yes it's terrible that the uh, the carabelle the buffalo is being um cut apart by by those um natives but it's so you, you forget all that because the story has been so good up until that point it's so well crafted and there's a reason for it with this one they just it, it's just thrown in right away they blow up a rabbit they, he blows up a bird using that psionic powers and when i hit that point i was like yeah oh, okay you're gonna be asking a lot now.
0: the um the powers and stuff when he uses the powers the tire or to it was as a him yep. because it's named robert, robert sure which dumb <laughs> in, the, in the end of the credits too it says starring robert as the tire or something anyway um the the guy's picture on imdb the director um has him with the tire oh okay sort of thing, sure. so he's obviously very proud of this <laughs> anyway um when he uses the powers the watchers approve though they're like oh it's like he's got telekinetic powers or something you know and they're they're into it what i've read is that these watches are like an american audience as i said so they are attacking hollywood in this movie by the end of the film all the tires and stuff are literally rolling towards the Hollywood sign. You know because it's like an attack on Hollywood and so the the watchers approve when there's like that naked girl scene when she's um, having a shower sure which is dumb because mm. she leaves all the doors open yeah like, and they can also see around corners and stuff with these binoculars but anyway um, look there's explosions and violence and stuff and they want more when the whole audience is poisoned it's a way of saying not everyone would make it through this kind of film. Like, the majority of people, no. The hardcore old man in the chair kind of thing, he's the kind of person who they're aiming at with this. He's the one who's going to keep watching a film like this, a weird independent film. But then even he comes up and he's like, no, that's dumb, I want more, and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, yeah, look, people want what they want in films, these watches. That's a good, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of, I've, I've read, I'm, that's pretty sure that's what this is about. Sure. This is the kind of film that's an interesting litmus test. It's just, like, people are going to love it or hate it, and people are going to, you know... I think it's misjudged its audience, because if this were just a cheesy film about attire that was killing people, yep. it could be a cult movie, yeah, couldn't it?
1: But it had to go to that extra highbrow yes. level, yeah.
0: Which makes it really, like, uppity and... I don't know, makes yeah. you want to not like it.
1: Yes, once you hit that arena or that level, you're really... D- hitting an audience that's very intelligent who's very crafty with films and you know they're going to see this as a you know poor attempt at that.
0: <laughs> yes it's like an attack on michael bay movies isn't it you know that sort of senseless explosions and constant motion and yeah action and this is saying hollywood makes that kind of garbage and that the people who watch that should be killed sure. poisoned and stuff yeah like it's it's probably very funny when you know the joke in France you know <laughs> it's like ah oh, stupid americans i can't do a french accent the parts
1: um where i found really hilarious were the scene in um i think the sheriff was the be- had the best role he had the best lines and everything like that but the funny scenes was when he was in the car uh, oh, sorry, in the van telling the French girl to read off the script. And he yes. goes, oh, let me do it. And he starts reading off the script. That was yes. great. And then um, finally the head blows off on that dummy with that strapped with the dynamite and the whole thing failed. And he goes, oh, come on. And the old guy's like telling, oh, come on. Like, uh, What are you going to do now? I'm just going to shoot it. So he grabs his shotgun mm-hmm. and just shoots the tie. And he goes, yeah, there's the end of your movie. Yes. And so that should have been the end of the film right then and there. They that did have been interesting. Yeah, right? they didn't need to go with the tricycle and the whole wheels coming up and the other issue I had with this film it's too long it's mm. um I think it's only 80 minutes but 87 eight, 78, 78 78 minutes and even that felt really long like it should have been a 60 minute TV I don't know Stephen King mysteries episode like then a then Twilight a, Zone yeah like a Twilight Zone then a whole movie like that's so much ask. but it's very creative very clever interesting film
0: Look, it, it's more of a short film that's been blown out into a picture. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that's a very good point, yeah. When I was watching it and not really sure what I was seeing, I was trying to decide whether or not those the watchers within the film, the audience, I can't decide at the time whether they're brilliant or like, whether or not they feel like a team of voiceover people. And a voiceover is sloppy and lazy and spells everything out. But instead of giving the tire voiceover, which I was grateful for, they just had a whole group of people who were narrating the film for me. Yeah. So that was annoying to me. And I was like, I don't know whether or not this is something that is good. And I, I was, yeah, really fixated on them. Yeah. Up until the point where they're killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, but can you imagine how nonsensical this film would be without any explanation? You know? And, like, maybe it would have been better to have the viewer decide for themselves. Like, you have that no reason stuff then if you didn't have any of the watches right you're just watching this tire do all this stuff wouldn't that I mean I know the film was longer because it had all these watches and stuff but if you didn't dumb it down for the audience and sort of say oh he's got telekinetic powers you know let the audience figure it out kind of thing
1: i think yeah. it would have been one of those cult films you just mentioned it yeah. would have been a uh, exploitation cult film where ty is just killing people and it would have been even more funny
0: and there's that scene where that guy starts videoing like and there's yeah. a piracy segue and they start talking about how oh, no you can't video the movie that's piracy and he's like oh, i was just going to show my wife you know it's like like the camera would be able to film anything from that distance first of all (laughs) like you'd just be filming a tire deep in the background yeah kind of thing i don't know i I had a lot of kind of annoyance watching this film because it is the kind of film that's difficult it's a hard pill to swallow you know and that's what they want which is even more annoying it's like they've made a film obviously cheaply enough sure that this could be written off yes yeah But it's a cheap forty minutes. First of all, nothing happening until like the
1: rabbit and the bird even explode. Oh, it took forty minutes to get to, to get that get to point. That, yeah. Oh, all right, I didn't yeah. notice. Yeah, and like because the sheriff delivers his monologue or the whatever. Sorry,
0: the rabbit and the bird are twenty-five minutes. Yep, at forty minutes, the man in the car's head explodes, which is like a real effect. Sure, you know, sort of thing. So it's that's like half the film right there. Yeah, <laughs> something so half a film that's what they've made and the rest of it they've rolled a tire around
1: and how does the guy in the wheelchair survive for
0: like three days without food oh it doesn't make any <laughs> no reason no reason that's all they need to say isn't it yeah that's, that's what's frustrating is that there's no logic. no we,
1: we've covered that we can do what we want you don't understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like at the easy rest Inn, she has the door open which is lucky because tires don't have hands, hands. to open <laughs> handles you know and she gets naked and has a shower and as well later he's there's a shot of him on the bed as if he's rented a room you know which doesn't make any sense and you know they throw him in the pool and he doesn't drown but like it's just no reason everything is no reason you know it's as if you could have had that no reason speech and then done whatever you wanted you know without the watches didn't need it it was that extra bit that puts it over the top yeah. Yeah, he's watching, um, like, aerobics in the hotel room. And then, like, how does he turn TV on and change channels? <laughs> With his
1: psionic powers. <laughs> yes, and then there's that guy who kills the turkey in the room. Yeah, and he has a phone call from, yes, Hi. master, who are you? And mm. who's the master? Was it the sheriff? <laughs> Presumably. Yeah, I thought it was the sheriff.
0: Yeah, and um, they, he kind of has no free will. He feeds them the turkey. They act all crazy. Um Like, they are just animals, you know? They get really animalistic and can't share it. And then they're all dead. Like, the film is very random, you know? Like, the kind of film you can see discussed in a film class. And it's like they've gone ahead and tried to make that. It's not entertaining, though, is it? I mean, it's not going to be a cult film. No, I don't think it will. It's going to be forgotten, you know? Yeah, it's forgettable. And I don't know why they're punishing their audience. Like, if you get the reference to the audience being the American audience kind of thing um, right away or whether you feel like it's just the audience to this film either way, punishing them poisoning them, killing them, leaving them in the desert it's uncomfortable, they don't dislike each other, you know, someone's talking during the movie it's all annoying, isn't it? Yeah. And what this this made me think of um, Lady in the Water M. Knight Shyamalan film in that there is a character who is a film critic or a critic and M. Night Shyamalan has him literally killed. Yeah. Savagely killed. And that's killed. the director destroying yes. the critics. Yeah. Attacking his critics, isn't it? And I think he was very open about that when the film came out. And critics all wrote in their reviews about how a critic died, didn't they? And all sort of gave that scene a big, you know, um, push that, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Made it very noteworthy. Yeah. And uh, the thing about that was because they felt personally affected by it. And for this... They're personally attacking the audience. As you're watching it, you're thinking, why am I watching yeah. this? Yeah, you you, know? if
1: you're going to treat me, uh, treat us with contempt, yeah. Yes, But no, only smart viewers will be watching this film.
0: And are they thinking that only one person would bother sitting through this as well? Like, the one guy who manages to sort of last till the end of the... Yeah. yeah. That's so dumb. It's like, <laughs> they're going... They're making a film for an audience of one. They're saying, that's what we're doing. It's a highbrow film, you know? One in... 50 people or how many
1: people were in the watch? it had a very good climax i love that how they set up the van and they're trying to blow it up it's just such a stupid scenario it's like why don't you just go in and just shoot the tire you know which is what ends up what he does he just gets fed up and takes the shotgun yes. i thought that whole scene was fantastic <laughs> yes. and then these sheriffs playing chess um while they're waiting you know to get word out where's the tire yep. and then he do- goes you can't do that and he goes well can i he goes well you can't but i'll let it go Was something like that good well can i <laughs> yeah.
0: and as well he takes someone gets someone to shoot at him and he's yeah, all bloody he takes and three bullets yeah and <laughs> no reason why he doesn't die like it's an afterlife or whatever um stop acting like this is real life but this is real life it's not real life you just have a, you have a stuffed toy alligator under your arm you know and then point the gun and shoot at me and stuff it's all very surreal like what they're doing and stuff you know you're not sure where this environment exists that all this is happening
1: whenever i see films like this i always try to take it in like a razor head. like this is a nightmare and i'm gonna i'm gonna try and take in the logic of it but there's just something about it's just not on that degree of craftsmanship mm. the film is handled like it's trying to be higher it's trying to be that verite it's trying to be that you know that cinematic thing that it's trying to be and it just doesn't just doesn't do it 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 would have been better as a 50 minute tv episode like the twilight zone it would have been a brilliant episode Mm. um would have been fantastic had traces of outrageous yeah traces (laughs) of brilliance but overall i can't recommend this film to anyone Mm. it's not for everyone i I wouldn't recommend it not even to the horror fans not even to the horror fans.
0: it's interesting isn't it
1: but it's too long
0: yeah it's um could have been like you say an hour like a little telly movie or something um and some parts are really painful to watch like there's the bit where he goes and reads from a script page with no emotion and he goes oh god the kid was right the killer was a tire <laughs> and you're like yeah well, you're really dumbing it down for the audience yeah and in a way that's the point they're saying american films are dumb and american audiences are dumb and like when you have a scene like that where the sheriff guy goes oh my god the killer was a tire the kid was right sort of thing you know there are dumb sequences that are in Michael Bay type movies you know and uh yeah it's making jokes about that which is fine but the joke is like overplayed and there's way too much of it It I
1: hate to say it but Scary Movie did a better job
0: Mm. (laughs) oh boy um when they're describing the kind of tire it is it's pretty funny they're like you know is it a worn tire yeah it's quite worn. What color is
1: it he doesn't answer (laughs) that was great
0: yeah which is like i guess where the comedy comes in yeah but it's so weird and surreal anyway um it looks like it was part of a car once you get that quick shot where the tire is sort of where it's a shot of a mirror and it's like a little flash through its life which is weird because we had all those sort of They even had a a chance in the film to replay bits that had already happened in the Mm -hmm. film, you know, which is like, do we really need that? Like, have we not been watching this film? You know, do we need a refresher? Like, flashbacks. Sure.
1: Well, how dumb was the tricycle part? It just went on forever. The tricycle's just going around like, oh. And I didn't have the fast forward option. I watched this on my (laughs) Apple TV. I'm like, oh, damn it. Gonna have to sit through this. (laughs) Have you ever
0: seen the film Fallen with Denzel Washington? Yes. That's what this made me think of. Is yeah.
1: That it's a
0: presence for those who haven't seen that film. These are some spoilers involved for Fallen. It's quite an old one. I think it's
1: nineteen ninety four. John or Goodman something. and Denzel Washington.
0: Yeah. And uh as he's slowly dying, um the devil sort of uh Or the uh, demon. The whatever. demon, yeah. Azrael, is it? Yep, something like that. Azazel? Azazel, yep. I think it is. Um he uh he leaves one host body and he goes into another one. So he can always sort of continue to jump from body to body. And if there was no body around, then he would sort of die kind of thing. Um, and as he's dying, he uh, leaves the body and of, goes into a cat and, and he goes into. Well, first he goes into uh, Denzel Washington's character and Denzel Washington has been smoking this poison laced cigarette sort of thing. And um, yeah, I don't know this as then he dies. Yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Denzel Washington dies and he sort of mocks and laughs at this devil that he's going to kill it with himself kind of thing, that there's no one else around. And then as it leaves, it goes into a cat. Like yeah, which say. is stupid. So um, it gets to continue for Fallen Yeah, two. so
1: it's... Um, it, basically, the demon is indestructible. Mm. And I don't like that in films when the opposition... Has, like, the the hero has absolutely no chance of stopping the enemy. I I just find that really dumb you watch 90 minutes and oh okay i guess he can't stop it like ghost of mars fell into that where they're fighting mm. a virus and mm. at the end the virus in the end you see it coming for the city after them holding out it's just like what yeah
0: yeah when you're watching a film and people are underdogs there must be a way for them to succeed otherwise there's no point no. you know there's and, no and they can root still for. fail yeah. but it has to be possible exactly
1: yes. exactly
0: well how do you possibly kill a tire? Yeah, If you get near it, it blows your head off. That's why it
1: should have ended. When he grabs the tie, he <laughs> goes, here's your ending, you yes. know, and he throws the tie, cut to black, great. You but know, then fun. how would
0: we know it was about Hollywood if we didn't see all those ties? <laughs> 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 Ah, oh, and that shirted guy who initially poisons the turkey eats the poison food himself, yeah. which is dumb, you know? Like you watching food meet. was
1: meant for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So silly, like what an idiot kind of thing. And um yeah, the girl mannequin with explosives on the back, you know, it was a weird plan sort of thing. Um <laughs> why don't you ice the tire do something
1: your stupid tire You're stupid. that was great yeah. <laughs> then he go on then me. he starts reading the lines mm. that's so ridiculous I thought that was fantastic <laughs> yes but that reincarnation stuff that was that was part of the yeah. problem wasn't oh. it when I saw that I'm like oh end please <laughs> and
0: even the last guy the guy in the wheelchair the final viewer doesn't even get to survive yeah. you know sort of silly and then the tricycle as well, what was weird about it was that it woke up mo- multiple tires on the way, so it was sort of like, it's not even one entity anymore, it's multiple entities setting up for some kind of sequel, Which you know? I'll never watch. <laughs> uh, it'll never be made, based on, <laughs> based on it losing all of its money, you know. Sort of silly. And um, one person on IMDB, I wish I'd written down their handle, because it was very funny I thought what they wrote which was the title for the sequel they thought rubber Two, rub harder <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which I was like yeah that's great and uh, I made a mental note of it but again I, I don't know your handle but well done this <laughs> got so you. much
1: buzz apparently at the Cannes Film Festival the some film festival got heaps and heaps of buzz and Mark Commode said yeah I went to the theater going yeah that was great that was a great little film and then he watched it again back up legally goes oh I don't know what I was thinking of mm. I, I, just, I just thought it was a you know it was all um hype but there was actually no substance to it at all none
0: and the problem is as well the tire doesn't do any real tricks it explodes heads over and over which yep. becomes dull you're bored of it you're yeah. like wonder what the tire's gonna do oh it exploded its head oh that guy's head just exploded oh it exploded you know like you just it's repetition you just know what it's gonna yeah. do because it's got one trick sure yeah, and it's not a, f- a surprise at all that this film polarizes its audiences, yeah. is it? I mean, yeah. And last last thing I want to say about this is um, I recently saw The People vs. George Lucas, yep. which was one of the films we were looking forward to a few podcasts back. Sure. Um, the filmmaker of this film can now never make a Hollywood film because he's labeled Hollywood as the enemy in this film, right? If he goes and sells out and makes a Hollywood movie... He will be basically going against the point of this film and this film will be completely negated and he'll be like, yeah, uh, against polarizing against himself. In 1988, this is mentioned in the George Lucas, People vs. George Lucas film, documentary, uh, which is very good and this isn't a spoiler, but George Lucas in 1988 said, In the future, it will become even easier for old negatives to become lost and be replaced by new, altered negatives. This would be a great loss to our society. Our cultural history must not be allowed to be rewritten. And then, of course, he altered the original Star Wars trilogy, which angered fans. You know, he went back and fixed scenes, fixed effects and things that he couldn't afford at the time. And this was a massive uproar amongst the fans. And so now as i said he's selling out the director of rubber for the same reason he can't go back on his beliefs like that because people will then hate him because he's contradicting himself you know george lucas went back and changed all the star wars trilogy the original trilogy and put in characters and things that you know wreck it for everybody like one of the famous ones was the han did han shoot first kind of thing you know when han shoots first yeah that was
1: terrible (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's like part of his character it's part of who he is yeah you know And when Greedo shoots first and misses against the wall, like from a meter away, and then Han shoots in defense of being attacked, completely changes the scene, doesn't it? Changes the character completely. Exactly. So, like, to take that quote, he has. Cultural history of Star Wars has been rewritten by himself, obviously, and some would argue, and that's the point of this documentary, that, you know, does George Lucas own Star Wars or does uh, the people? Like, is it now out there property of the people public domain Public domain, exactly and um, yeah I I look at the director of Rubber now and I think his follow up projects are going to have to be these weird stupid films like this and we're never going to see him become a really great director because I mean this is if you look at this like a horror film Sam Raimi started in horror yeah you know and he got to build his career eventually
1: Uh, so many directors like that even Fritz Lang people started out like that (laughs) Mm.
0: and this is the thing why don't you like this film no reason it's the same as that why do people like sausages or not like sausages you're either going to like this film or you're not there'll be no reason yeah. no way, one way or another yeah
1: which yeah I'm glad we both uh, don't like this no we don't like <laughs> it
0: I sort of thought and we've uh, in the past the film that we've trashed the most is War Horse yeah every now and then we talk about how much we didn't like War Horse on this podcast and you can go back and listen to the original War Horse podcast and find out all the stuff we hated about it I thought when I watched this, this would become the film that we hated more than War Horse. Sure, no. And that we would suddenly be like, well, it's no rubber, you know? Yeah, and just- ve-
1: me and Dave aren't very negative on movies. Like, it's very rare we come across... So we're normally, we're really positive guys. We always talk about the ups and we have our little gripes with movies. But overall, we like we both love The Dark Knight um, or The Avengers, but we always pick it apart for our little yes. issues like that. So very rarely we ever you know destroy a film (laughs) yeah which warhorse we could very and we're both filmmakers you know we both made films so we understand how difficult it is to make a movie absolutely and
0: and often you think it's just amazing that this has been done yes and like it's an achievement in itself every time somebody makes a film it's an achievement to complete the film and to a high standard I mean I see rubber as technically very well done sure right it's just that the substance is garbage yeah exactly (laughs) it's like if you were eating uh biscuit or something and the filling were garbage it looks okay right but then once you take a bite of it it <laughs> just, it just tastes, tastes like garbage
1: that's a really good point i, I was about to say um uh, like i always see this podcast as if somebody's asking oh how would you recommend this movie what would you think and mm. i you know rather i wouldn't recommend this and this is what i think you know yes
0: and it's good that you mention uh recommendations because that brings us to our segment which uh we have an intro for what should i watch dave as you heard uh we have a brand new segment on the podcast which we're attaching to the end of uh our episodes where we you know discuss a film and then you know just a little bit of extra stuff now uh this week it's a recommendation from me last week's was lloyd's and you can hear that at the end of the skyfall podcast if you're interested um for me I saw a film on DVD it's called Take This Waltz and the only reason I knew about this film because I never saw it advertised at the cinema and stuff I I just completely missed it Um, it was uh, on a trailer for another movie I was watching um, on DVD and I thought oh that looks interesting Michelle Williams uh, is in a relationship with Seth Rogen they've been in a relationship for several years they're kind of at that point where it's kind of a bit boring maybe. Um, he is actually making a cookbook about chicken, right? And uh within the the context of the film, she's like, We're always eating chicken and he's like, Yeah, because they're making a cook he's making a cookbook about chicken. She's a bit sick of always having chicken. She feels like her life is a bit rep- repetitive, you know. This is a really interesting little script. And she meets this guy, played by Luke Kirby, and suddenly she is contemplating whether or not to start something with him and it becomes this love triangle, but for a long time in the film, which I'm not gonna spoil, um, for a long time in the film, uh, Seth Rogen's completely oblivious to this. She's sort of met him independently of him, of uh, Seth Rogen, um, of his character, and sort of started this friendship that could easily evolve into something new. And this is kind of like when a woman, um, or a man, I suppose, won't finish the last relationship they're in until they have a grip on the next relationship kind of thing. And she's got this moment in the film where she's holding on to both, let's say, vines, and uh, she can let go of either one she wants, kind of thing. She has the choice of these two two guys. What's great about this film, Take This Waltz, on DVD, is that um, you can take anybody's side. The film is done in such a way that from each perspective you can see somebody going, she's terrible because she did this, or I sympathise with her because of this. And this, you know, each character is so well developed that when you watch this, you don't know which way you're going to go. And even afterwards... That's very hard to do. Yeah, this is the kind of film that I imagine when couples watch, they come out of the cinema or they finish watching it together and then both of them have completely different opinions and you find out what kind of person you're with because of it. Yeah, and that you can hate specific characters or like specific characters. There's enough in there that you draw your own conclusions, really. And I think it's just a really well-done piece. It's from... Sarah Polly, I think that's how you pronounce it, Polly or Polly, P-O-L-L-E-Y. She was actually an actress, and she was in the new newest Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one, among other things. She's moved into directing, and I think she's doing a really good job. Um, so Take This Waltz is um, the film that I'm recommending. Uh, you guys check out. And if you have any recommendations for us, of course, um, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, you can find us on www.podmeifyoucan.com links to us on Twitter, our Facebook, become a fan, rate us in iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Um, or if you don't feel like it, wait till you hear a podcast you do like and then go ahead and, and do that. But we're always looking for recommendations from you guys. This one, um, today's Rubber uh, on DVD was recommended by Dean Moroni. Thanks, thank, Dean. Thank Thanks you for that. that. Yep. And um, I'm sure he'll listen to this, you reckon? Probably. Yeah, he probably will. He probably will. <laughs> Shout out to Dean. <laughs> anyway, um, next time on Podme if you can, we will be discussing films that we are looking forward to in 2013. So that should be a good one. Um, have a pleasant holiday season if uh, you don't listen to this.
1: That is if there'll be a 2013. End of the World is scheduled for uh, December yes. 21st, so...
0: Well, in that case, hello to the alien race that <laughs> d- discovers this podcast. Some Mayan,
1: <laughs> I don't know, god but is going to Hacking rise. into the internet, yeah. <laughs> What's, what would be the last film you'd want to see? Um, if, if you could only see one film, the last film, what would you see? Was something that you'd like to revisit.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Um, do you have one in mind?
1: I, I would say Ghostbusters, just because I grew up with that, and it has that whole end of the world thing, and I want to go out with a smile. Mm.
0: <laughs> I think... I would really enjoy watching Back to the Future cool good choice I think something more positive
1: I I know the end of the world really you'd be spending time with your family and stuff like that but I'm saying the last movie you'd see you'd like to see yeah
0: yeah something more upbeat sure obviously (laughs) Ghostbusters upbeat as well yeah yeah (laughs) things that are not going to be negative (laughs) that's a really good point (laughs) Mm. anyway um, next time as I said upcoming films so looking forward to that one and uh, thanks very much for listening thanks guys all the best